Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of The Comics Comic, found wherever you can type The Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed, from young people's dreams to adult people living those dreams, or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. Marie Cecile Anderson and Katie Frame say their musical duo is the love child of Tenacious D and Dolly Parton. But Reformed Whores is an even catchier way to describe them. It's also the name of the band. They're from the South, but met in New York City. And in the past few years, Reformed Whores have toured with Les Claypool and even opened for Alice Cooper at the legendary Sturgis Bike Rally. They have an album called Ladies Don't Spit that's available now. And you can see them record new topical songs regularly online for Internet Action Force. I caught up with Katie and Marie backstage before they performed at a holiday party. So let's get to it. song you guys ever did ever performed together maybe birth control maybe or drunk we dial, dial was a big one and then i don't know i guess we did birth control too and then comfy pants which is not <laughs> a song we do anymore and jurassic park do you want us to hold these yeah. sounds great let's come on here we'll sit down like oh you hold this yeah all right we'll oh. just, i'll just stand close <laughs> to you this is nice oh very nice do we want to find a seat yeah <laughs> over here Sure. Um, or do we? Are we gonna pause this yeah, for a minute? We and can then do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever. Pause this is this is like a free for rolling. Whatever. I like I like this. Ooh, look at this. They have our favorite. Oh nope. Just kidding. I, I mean, thought it was Willet. It's whatever it is. Whatever. I'm still <laughs> drinking. It's still my favorite. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Here yeah, we are backstage. Hey. Yeah, backstage at Littlefield in Brooklyn <laughs> like with uh, with Katie and Marie, otherwise known yeah. as Reformed Horse. That's right. That's the name of the band. That's, That's true. also the name of our band. <laughs> That's right. I, that's how you introduce most of your videos. Yes. Yeah. That's the PG version. That's What's the, the R-rated version? Uh, we used to blow mics, and I was singing to them. Oh. That's right. It's very nice. Yeah. So um, thank, you for, thank you for joining me, or allowing me backstage. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Our You're a plus one. <laughs> 
So, uh, last things first. When was the last, I, I already think I know the answer to this. When was the last time your, your band's name uh, worked in your favor? Well, always does. Yeah, it actually, yeah, always. Uh, but last time it made national news oh, because right. of. Yeah. Um, I was like, where are you getting at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we it's, were, a, it's a leading question. Don't want to brag, but we were in the Sports Illustrated recently in the Washington Post because of the name of our band. Uh, yeah, so the Washington Redskins are a football team, if you don't know anything about football, which we don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have this really offensive name. It's Redskins. It's not cool. And no, people have no. been trying to get him to like change it for years, but the guy that owns it just like, won't He's have terrible. it. He's yeah. terrible. Um, but they, uh, the trademark office decided that they were like not going to renew the name because they're like, you know what? This is a racial slur, so we're not renewing it. So in a sort of no pun intended, maybe pun intended, Hail Mary pass, uh, the Redskins decided <laughs> to... Good one. I, uh, Good one. Just I don't know what that. that is. I thought that was a church thing. <laughs> no. Um, it's also probably... <laughs> but um, they decided to uh, sue or like do like a countersuit to mm -hmm. the trademark office, and they said, look at all of these other offensive names that have trademarks. We should have one, too. And guess who is listed as one of the offensive Great names? Great Yeah. And that we were like, we're going to suck all the publicity out of this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And we did. We, it lasted about a week, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. So. Yeah. Yep. National news. Did you get any uh, gigs directly from that? No, but we have to. <laughs> we're going to go down to D.C. and start begging. Yeah. <laughs> now that they know who we are down yeah. there. It's gonna be great. We have been down to D.C. and played in front of the Capitol building before. We Our did. Our fart sounds from our popular song girls poop too our fart sounds rang through the the mall, mall yeah they echoed right through yeah was that part of a festival or a march or it was a women's rally because women fart too because women yeah of course that's what they were <laughs> rallying they about they're rallying about <laughs> to make sure people know God, i would totally <laughs> do that rally that hashtag no, yeah <laughs> Actually, I think we like offended a lot of the women's <laughs> rights people. They were like, "We don't tell them that much about us." I'm like, "Don't tell them this, all of our secrets." I'm like, "Oh." Well. So, what was the last band name you went with before deciding on Reformed Horse? Did you perform in, under any other names? No, no, never. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Did you consider anything? We was there a short list? Mm, not there wasn't really. We we said like we need a band name, and then like that week we came in with like. <laughs> Katie's it. roommate had a playlist on iTunes titled Reformed Whores. She saw it and <laughs> I was, was like, like, that's a great concept. I was like, I relate to that. And it wasn't you. I mean, we, it's copywritten. We, we, I mean, trademarked and all that. Mm -hmm. and, and we got it. Okay. It's ours. Well, then, so let's, let's backtrack to the beginning. How did you two first meet? We met at a party in Brooklyn uh, and bonded over boys in bacon wrapped scallops. <laughs> It was an orgy. It was no, great. Uh, an orgy of food. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then we, I said something about that I played the accordion, and Maria's like, I play the ukulele, and she was like, we should start a band. I was like, well, I'm coming over then, okay? And so I did. So like I that made week. Snacks. Yeah. It was great. I didn't. Yeah. We didn't know each other at all. When when was this? About five years ago. It was actually just around the corner too. Okay. I walked by it today. I was like, oh my I god, this is where we where it was. <laughs> yeah. This is the street we met at. Oh, so romantic. <laughs> now yeah. see, I, I guess I always imagined my fan fiction <laughs> had you two meeting in the South first, yeah, and then moving, starting out in small dive bars, in the in 
in the hill country and then eventually going, we're going to go to New York and make it. But that's not what happened at all. No, the opposite. We, we like met in New York and now we go to the south yeah, now and we try play. to make it down there. Yeah. <laughs> we used to tell people that um, I was standing on the side of the street and all of a sudden Katie fell off a truck and we started playing music together. Well, me and my tuba fell off. Yeah. And, I was like, and then she tuba. switched yeah, instruments. Too, too heavy, so I just had to play the accordion instead. <laughs> Much more practical. Okay, so what were you two doing individually before you met? We both were actors. Being, you know, she was more musical theater, and I was doing um, some film and TV. And and I had done a lot of musical theater growing up. And then, yeah, when we met, we both were kind of at the same place in our careers of just like pounding the pavement here in New York City, trying to make it as actors. And then that's really, I mean, we were bonding at that party about talking about boys, and then the career of being an actor, and the constant slamming of doors in your face. Yeah, and I, th I think the idea too with the band was just to like do a project that we had control over, that mm -hmm. we didn't have to rely on anybody else uh, in terms of like when we performed or what we talked about or what we did or how it went or if we were doing a show or not doing a show, you know, it was really up to us. And that was exciting and liberating. Yeah. So when you were kids growing up, what was the dream? I always the dream wanted. of being, when I grow up, I want to be. Well, I did find a journal, uh, like, recently, when I was, like, six years old. I said uh, I wanted to be a ballet dancer and a brain surgeon. Dancing so. brain surgeon. I was, uh, I wanted to be on Broadway. That was the big thing. If I wasn't going to be on Broadway, I was going to be a paleontologist, but then <laughs> I switched majors That's in college. That's a real thing. So I was, she like, was, yeah. uh, I was, I was a bio major, ge geology. I was like applying to all my schools as geology. And then I end up a biology major and then switched majors and didn't tell my parents until graduation. <laughs> How did you pull that off? Uh, they just didn't ask about it. it like <laughs> they fun. just sent the check. Yeah, and they was like, yeah, I was like, whatever. How's it going? I was like, it's great. I was, uh, Dissecting frogs or whatever, you know. Where'd you go to school? I went to Barnard. Okay. It's all, all women's uh, university or college at Columbia University uptown. Okay, so where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Rockville, Maryland. Okay. And what about you? I uh, grew right. up in Nashville, Tennessee. I went to Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina. And what'd you study there? Theater education. Okay. So you yeah. both ended up in the big city trying mm -hmm. to be Broadway stars trying or... Trying to make it in this of the Great White Way, Fantastic and then town. found yourself at a bar party in in Park Slope, Brooklyn, yep, and you're like, no, I guess this is the new thing. So what did you do <laughs> when you what did you do when you just when you bonded and decided to do this? What did you? How did you? How did it? What what did, what was your first step after deciding oh, to be I a duo? Showed up like I, you know, however you meet people and you're like, oh, we should do this. I was like, oh no no, I'm coming over. Like we said, oh we should do that, and then I came over. <laughs> And it was weird because we did not know each other hardly at all. But I was like, we're going to do this. This is going to be something. You could feel it. Yeah. Like it felt like I remember um, like early on, like the first month, I was like, we need promo pictures. That's what bands do, promo yeah, pictures. Yeah, we had no idea. And so a friend of mine had a camera. And so we went around uh, Brooklyn and started taking pictures. And then we got back to my apartment. Remember, I lost my key. Out, I, I yeah. locked us out. And I remember being like, oh, my God, Katie doesn't even know me. And here I am, like such a flake, like can't even get back to our apartment. You had someplace to be and all your stuff was locked yeah. in the place. And it was fine. She stuck fine. stuck to it. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> but like, Still yeah, flaky. we like got promo pictures, and Marie booked us some show before we were ready. But it was fine. It was and great. then um, we had like two songs, and then we just started writing more, and it just kind of happened. It evol evolved really, really organically, and that was kind of the beauty of it was that we didn't know what we were doing, so there was no we weren't comparing were so ourselves low. to anything else. Right. There was no. It was just doing what we felt like worked for us, and, and it it made it, it worked. It made right. sense. 
And our friends were so supportive of us. Super I just remember, like, yeah. you know, the, even the first show that we got booked at, it was like a friend of mine who, who you know, heard uh, heard that we were on, through the grapevine that we were doing this and then asked us to do it. So we did that. And then another friend was in the audience, booked us on another show and another show. And, I mean, it's it was because of, like, our connections in New York is how um, it started. And then, like, then we started uh, going to festivals all across the country and then going on tour with Les Claypool. And so it's been, like, a super organic type thing that kind of we felt ass backwards into this. Which is like how the best, you know, all those people that you envy in Hollywood, they're always like, oh, I, you know, acting was something I just fell into. And you're like, fuck that guy. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, can I say that? <laughs> Screw that man. Sorry. Well, I mean, he probably deserved it. So yeah, you can yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah. So, so I, well, it's fascinating to me because there's not, there's a blueprint for stand-up comedians. And maybe even... L- Less so, but but more so these days for sketch and improv people. There are theaters, there's places around the country that people know to go to. Mm-hmm. But if you decide you're not going to be an actress, you're going to be a musical duo. <laughs> I don't know what the what the plan is for for that. Yeah, so yeah, if you find it out, tell <laughs> us. <laughs> but you decided first was promo pictures, and then you decided you booked. So how did you decide? How did you book that first gig? Um, it was Diana Klocki. I can't remember her last name. Uh, she's uh, she does Menage a Trois radio. Okay. Do you know her? She's a big UCB girl. She was a friend of a friend of mine, and she she booked us for. Um, it was a comedy night at the original UCB theater in Midtown. Okay. And actually, Sashir, it was the Doppelgangers' yeah. first show. Well, Nicole Byers and Sashir Zamata and Keisha yeah. Zoller were all in Doppelgangers. Yeah. It was their right. first show, and it was our, our first, first show. show. Really? Random. Yeah. yeah. Look at them, and she's on there on us, Sanal yeah. and. Yeah. Oh, Nicole's got a new show. Yeah. Yeah. MTV just ordered a new show yeah. with Nicole. Yeah. Well, and we'll be on TV next year, too. 2016. Yeah. Wait. Uh, the plan. So this. <laughs> wait. How does? What? What kind of guardian angel is Diana then to book two groups on their oh. rookie oh, show yeah. at the same time? Oh. Like, and it was such a like a janky little show. Really, it wasn't that many people there, but it ended up being this sort of weird. And so many women too, which is yeah. really cool. Like I just remember women. being so unbelievably nervous. Like the most nervous I think I've ever been in my whole life. Well, I remember thinking like, who do I think I am that I think I can play this accordion? Like who right. am I? <laughs> who really? Come on, Katie, get out of here, get out of here. We used to be so nervous um, that we'd sit. We we would sit down when we first started. We sat down and played our instruments, and then slowly, I remember us talking like, you know, someday maybe we can like dance. Stand. Sta- stand. And yeah, stand. One day we'll stand. Yeah. What was that first time where you felt comfortable enough to stand? I was probably like n- there wasn't a stool available or something, and we just yeah. had to. I remember, there remember was a, the I remember there was a certain point where I was like, I'm going to try this. It's like a little baby, like a baby starting to walk. I was like, I'm going to try this for a game standing. Because I, I think like with the accordion especially, you it's stood, really yeah. hard to sit and play. Yeah. I think so maybe Katie stood first, and then I, I followed mm. suit. Follow suit. Because we, yeah, it was too hard. I was to scared. Care. I was like, "You first. Yeah. <laughs> See how it goes. Do you fall off the stage? I'm like, "No, okay." But you had some musical proficiency already from the get-go, right? Yeah, not with our instruments, though. Right. <laughs> we were like, "I don't know how to do this," but it was it was enough that we could get by. Well, growing yeah. up, did well, you growing- did you start playing instruments and singing early? What was the story there? Yeah, well, uh, I I was forced to take piano lessons for eight years when I was growing up. And then, I, yeah, yeah, I took piano for ten years, and uh, I was a music major in college and stuff. So I vocal yeah, she's major. Yeah, music major. I was, I was, I, I learned how to play the ukulele by watching YouTube videos. Oh, that's how I learned how to play the accordion. Yeah, <laughs> that and from a, a plumber in uh, 
Midtown. Her teacher like was plumber. a plumber. Yeah, it was great. Okay. She just wanted to look at the cracks. <laughs> he was cute. He was young and cute. He charged me like $10 a lesson. I was like, what, See, what up, what up? And then he had to go back to plumbing because he wasn't making any money from me. Right. <laughs> so it's not a good business plan. No, we had fun for that two, you know, month. <laughs> okay, so the first gig, you had two songs? We had like two three, or three or something. Yeah. Not a lot, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now you're at a place where you're writing a new song every almost week. every day, it seems oh, like. Or how, every for day. Internet Action Force, yeah. you're yeah. doing how many? It was once a week, and then it's we switched it to. twice a week now. It's yeah. too much twice, to do. Twice a month. Twice a month, yeah. yeah. Twice a week is too yeah. Oh, God. No, sorry. That would be insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, so we do those for Internet Action Force, um, and that's been a blessing. Is there any? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of work, but it's we're happy to do it. So in between that that first gig at the original UCB and now, when was the first time that you realized this was actually going to work out? Oh, for it was you? that first show. It was that first show. We were like, because we were like, if this is a disaster, then whatever. We, we probably would just quit, you know, and not really done it. But we, it went over great. And if we hadn't had that encouragement, I don't think we would have continued. So it, we. I think I booked the our get-go. second show that night. Like it was like yeah. somebody saw us and they were like, "Oh my God, you guys are amazing! Can you play this next show next month?" Just started like, rolling like okay. that. Yeah. So it was the music and not the promo pictures. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's like we the just promo taped pictures, the pictures on our faces. <laughs> and yeah. Oh no! Wait, because one of our originally thought the promo pictures is what you needed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what you need. Prom- yeah, and a Twitter handle or something. Yeah. No, one of our very first like big shows was at some rock venue. It's closed now, but um, this oh, guy yeah. had booked us. Because he he told us this at that night when we met him before the show is that he was googling whores and looking up porn and he came across our stuff and then booked us to open for his heavy metal band. So the name really it does help. It opens. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, porn is like the most searched thing on the internet. Yeah. If you Google whores, we will come up. up. (laughs) It's great. Awesome. Get the market on that. And yeah. Was it, wait, was that how the Les Claypool thing happened? Les, that was yeah, Claypool Les Googled whores. That would have been amazing. the best. No, we had the same agent, and they recommended okay. us. Yeah. It was a good fit. Well, how did you get representation? <laughs> uh, at a show. New York Comedy Festival. We, we were doing, we did one song. We had two minutes or something. We did one song. And what met was our the agent. song you did? Girls Poop, Poop too. Okay. Yeah, met our agent there. And they saw the vision that we've been projecting, and they were all about it. Totally on board. Yeah. Now we have all these people. Those people. I don't, I don't know. And were you worried? <laughs> you were, you had day jobs at the time. I've always had lots of jobs. Yeah, yeah many lots jobs. Of, many <laughs> jo- many as jobs. an actor, you, you know, you want to keep your day kind of free to be able to audition. So, juggling lots of different side jobs. Yeah. When when did uh, when did being reformed whores feel comfortable enough that you didn't have to worry about having day jobs. I mean, it's not. <laughs> still a worry? It's still a worry? Yeah, still yeah we, we pick up, like, shifts and things here and there just for extra money, but, like, you know, and some months you're, like, great, and you're, like, oh, we made it, and yeah. some months you're, like, oh, my God, like, but that's the nature of, like, our, you know. And I remember when our first, better, when our first album came out, yeah. I was, like, we're gonna be so set, Katie. Like, sit back and relax. We're gonna make so album much money sales? from the album. And then the <laughs> music remember, industry I told you, and you were, like, Marie. Yeah, I was, like, that's honey. insane. But I'm, I'm like the eternal optimistic person, but I mean, we make $54 a month from album sales. Yeah, we live and in we a box it. and That's we can great. live off that. That's yeah. 
what what brings in the most? Is it is it iTunes? Is it Spotify? Pandora? <laughs> Sirius? Where does the? I mean, where uh, what, what's the best? T-shirt sales. <laughs> Honestly, the best yeah. is when we're in the room selling it from our bare little grubby hands. From like our that's, table. Yeah, that's yeah. by far the best. Because then people can meet us and we can sign stuff and whatever. But please, by all means, buy our album. <laughs> like don't do yes, shirts. Please. Yeah. And what is what do the people in your other day life world think? Do they, do they know? About reformed work? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows. you pick up shifts? Do they know? Mostly, yeah. I tutor, yeah. Uh, and that's something I try to keep from the tutoring situation, but I, I've done a very bad job at keeping <laughs> it from them, so. I uh, used to teach after school acting, and one of my students had downloaded Drunk Dial as her telephone uh, ring. ring. Yeah. I was like, what? wait, why is my song playing? What's happening? And one of my students was like, because I downloaded it. I was <laughs> like, what? How did you find that? Tell anybody I'm in a band called Reformed Horse, but what is the what is the uh, what is the what's the last craziest gig you've had? We just played Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in August, and that I don't think anything's topped that so far. Uh, we did like something like twenty some shows in like eight days, and uh, we performed for nobody, and we also performed for 20,000 people, so <laughs> it was like a big Lots of, range. Lots of shows. Yeah. Lots of we shows. also performed in front of a mechanical penis. That was kind of fun. Like a mechanical bull, but it was in the shape that of That will penis. definitely upstage you, just if any performer yeah, was uh, right. wondering, what can upstage Somebody, you? Children? Yeah. Dog, like animals and a Women mechanical? a mechanical penis. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, it pulls focus. Yeah, so how did you handle that situation? We would we stop and watch. We pause and be like, all right. Everybody look at you know, Cindy or just, like, quieter dick. so they could pay focus. <laughs> <laughs> what if wh what did you learn about playing in front of twenty thousand people? That we're meant to do that every yes we and also that uh, probably it'd be good to sound check before you do that because <laughs> we didn't That's get a sound true. check. It, it was very like, oh, it was really hard to hear. But it was time, like right before Godsmack was going on, and so okay. they were like, oh, put the whores on for you know several songs, and then. How do you handle that size of a crowd differently than you do if you're performing where there's just a handful of people in the audience? I mean, it, to, from my experience, it felt like performing in front of 20,000 people was the same as like rehearsing alone in your living room because you couldn't connect with the people that well because everyone's so far away. So you just kind of are like, you know, putting it out there and you hear the laughter and that's nice. But like, what's I, you know, it's it's fun to be like in a in a comedy club or something where you can really like connect with people and see them and get the energy off of them. But we got we were getting energy. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> it was they would just, um, it was they, just a little hard to they see. They rev their engines when they like you at Sturgis, so you would hear vroom vroom <laughs> vroom vroom vroom. That's good. Yeah, that so either they liked it or they were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say uh, rehearsing in your living room. What is it like making these video, music, short music video songs for Internet Action Force, which you're essentially doing that. Yeah. You're performing just to the camera. It's definitely been a big learning. Uh, and it's also topical writing. Right. Yeah. No, Very quick turnaround part. for as far as the writing. News, uh, news topics. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the filming stuff, I don't know, like, at least for my, and I think for you too, but like, when I was like a little kid, I was constantly making videos with like this old, like, the tape player that like had broken and I fixed it and put it together and started using it all the time and so like filming stuff alone in a room is like my comfort We've, zone yeah. <laughs> like that's my favorite thing to do so uh, that, that <laughs> isn't really new to me <laughs> particularly but well, sounds like she was in porn but that was not no I I, I, not I, I, I that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say that's not a good job <laughs> I, I took it to mean that it's more like going back to your roots where you were sitting totally. down <laughs> yeah exactly nice that's sitting, right sitting, 
Yeah, full circle back to full sitting circle. down. Yeah. We could stand, but it, that's, I don't know. Yeah, we're very comfortable with being in front of the camera. <laughs> that's what's, for sure. What's the best advice you've received over the years? Have fun and and enjoy the ride. Trademark your name. Huh? Trademark your name. Trademark <laughs> your name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, and, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, and I think also, like, aside from advice that we've been given, I think if I were to give advice, I would say, and this, you're saying something about how, like, comics um, have, like, a clear path to get from A to Z. I think nowadays, like, there's so much competition. There's so much. If you can find ways to get where you want to go, you know, by being true to yourself and staying true with, like, what your voice is and all that. But there's so many new ways to get from A to Z. And it's not even A to Z anymore. It's, like, there's all these different uh, television networks that are that put out content and websites that put out content and shows that happen in the city or in, in and cities across the country, too. Not even, it doesn't have to be New York anymore. So just go out there and do it, you know? Yeah. Whatever you have an idea about, just try it. Yeah. Joe Perra is, like, a really good example of somebody that's oh, doing yeah. something not the traditional so way, yeah. and it's working great. If you know, if you know Joe Perra, yeah, yeah. the comedian, stand-up. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Uh, Marie, what's the first thing you tell somebody who comes up to you and asks for advice? Well, I feel like time and time again, uh, we get after shows, people say like, "Oh my gosh, like you're just like me." Like I think, I think you're singing things that I think about, and I write in my journal, and I play the ukulele too, but I could never do what you do. But it's like, uh, but they want to, and I feel like that was always me growing up. I always wanted to be in a band. I was in the marching band, but that's like totally different. But I always wanted to be in a band, and I always wanted to sing and play a musical instrument. Um, and I. I don't know, I, I was kind of at my wit's end with like the acting business in New York and kind of just was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just buy a ukulele and learn how to play it and write silly songs and, and I love to entertain. So I just, with I tried to have no judgment and just do it. And I and again, like the, exactly what Katie said, you just have to like, just be fearless and just do it because you got one little life and like, why, why waste it? Also, uh, wear a condom. <laughs> wear a condom. That's good advice. That is very Salute good advice. advice. Wear a condom. Wear a condom. Well, Katie and Marie, uh, thank <laughs> you so much. Um, I'm so happy you two met and bonded. Oh, thank you. And became reformed whores. We actually have matching rings yes. that we got at Which the Sturgis. All the viewers can see. Yes, <laughs> you can see it. Uh, but we yeah. made our we made vows to each other at Sturgis, and to take this band to infinity and beyond. Yeah, <laughs> we can take over all those alien pods that are floating around. The yeah. Room. Well, I, I look forward to seeing that. Yes. So sure. thanks. <laughs> we'll Thank film you. it. Last this episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. Theme music by Camille Harris and Shockwave. Logo by Giggle Chick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com, for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Last things first. Last things first.